Welcome to the Spring Forward Podcast. I'm your host, Spring Richardson Perry, the organizational change agent that is going to help your business achieve the excellence you desire. If you're a business leader looking to take your business to the next level or simply looking for new ways to spring your business forward, then this is the podcast for you. So let's get down to business and spring forward into excellence. Welcome to another episode of the Spring Forward Podcast. Today, I have a very special episode for you guys. I have my husband here with us, Mr. Walter Perry. He is a speaker and the founder and executive director of Suit Up the World, which is a life skills program. He's a San Antonio native, and it's here where he began his work with the youth and the community. He's worked with the youth, with young adults, and just adults in general with the Life Skills Program. And it actually began out of his own experiences as a once at-risk youth. My husband, Mr. Perry, Mr. Walter Perry, has also spoken and worked within the prison system where the suit-up program has been used as a recidivism program. He's been featured in the local media and is currently working on some exciting new things. So welcome, babe. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it, babe. I'm excited. So today we are going to be talking about conflict resolution in the workplace for young professionals. And I wanted to bring my husband on to talk about this today because again, he works with youth, with young adults. And this is one of the things that his life skills program addresses is workplace uh, skills and how to be prepared and navigate effectively in the workplace. And so conflict is one of those things that he addresses. So let's jump right into the topic. And to get us started, babe, define what conflict is. Basically what conflict is, is two people or a group of people who just are buttonheads. They just can't seem to agree. So no matter what it is, if it's over like ideas, turf, whatever, it's just when two people or two, a group of people can't agree on something. That's what conflict is. So when we think about conflict in the workplace, what are some things that come to mind for you? Conflict in the workplace? Yes. Uh, people having bad attitudes, uh, people not working, uh, stealing, uh, just, just the overall relationship aspect of what goes on at work. Okay. Yeah, so as our young people specifically, because when we think about the workplace, we have a multitude of generations in the workplace right now. Gen Z is entering the workforce. We have my age group, the millennials. We have your generation, Generation X. We have the boomers. And then we have the generation right above the boomers that are starting to exit the workforce. So we have all these different generations in the workforce right now. And so sometimes it can be hard to relate to the younger generation that's coming in when you're so far removed. So this is why I kind of wanted to bring this up today to talk about how we can address conflict in the workplace with our young professionals. So how do we work with them without intimidating them? What does that look like for young professionals in the workplace today? Well, first you have to put yourself in the place where we've all been young. And as adults, you know, we have to basically put ourselves back in the child's place, so to speak. And if you were somebody their age, would you want somebody talking to you a certain type of way? 
you want to be in an environment where it's safe to speak, environment where it's, you know, typically fun to work, but also an environment that uh, calls for uh, accountability. And so one of the things you want to do is create that space of safeness and you want to create that space of openness so that way that that space of accountability can be open. And once you get that space of accountability open, then you have a better way of communicating and reaching uh, young people, especially when things happen on the job. Absolutely. And that brings me uh, to something that I, that I had a, a previous episode about when you talk about safety in the workplace. We talked about emotional intelligence on one episode with uh, Farah Harris and how to really be able to uh, control your emotions to effectively navigate the workplace and just life in general. And again, your life skills program not only works just in the workplace, but it helps the young people and just the people in general um, navigate life effectively. So when you say feeling safe in the workplace, elaborate on that for me. I feel like when you get hired onto the job, you have earned your right to be able to come to work to earn a paycheck. So while you're there, you want to be in a place where you can focus on the job at hand. Uh, you don't want to be in a place where somebody's standing over you, somebody's making uh, unwanted uh, advances at you, somebody's trying to bully you on the job, and believe it or not, you do have bullying on the job. Somebody may take their position and use it uh, over you to get you to do things that you probably wouldn't ordinarily do. And, you know, they will they will use your position to threaten you to get you fired. And so, you know, when you have situations like that, you need responsible people who are who have integrity and people who are not afraid to speak up and, you know, to point out and they call them whistleblowers or whatever. But these people are really important to stopping those types of things that happen on the workplace. Yeah, and so when we think about young professionals in the workplace, that does happen a lot because they are so new to the workforce. So they don't have the experience to really navigate those situations. And it happens, right? They they live and they learn, but we want to make sure that we are creating a space for them that invites them in, that invites their new ideas, that gives them the space to show up authentically so that we can get the best version of them at work. So I appreciate that. In another in another sense though, when we are thinking about when we are talking about conflict in the workplace and we're specifically talking about the young Gen Z that's entering the workforce, how do we effectively work with them? And if we see that there's potentially a problem, how do we relate to them so that we can mitigate that before it blows up? Well, Again, it comes with, uh, I, I like to call it the foundation, right? You have to set the foundation. And the foundation is meeting these young kids where they're at. But at the same time, you you created the spaces for them, right? Well, the next thing is you. it has to be consistent. You have to be consistently involved. You know, you have to be consistently giving them new challenges. And you have to consistently you know, do follow-up and say, all right, okay, let me see what you've done. And then once you see the follow-up, don't be afraid to reward these young people. 
that's another thing too. We want young people to work. We want them to do all this stuff. But I've seen adults that that have been real cheap with these kids. You know what I'm saying? We need to pay them. We need to put them in positions to where these kids can use their brains and not just their their physical strengths and stuff like that. They have to know how to use critical thinking skills. And so if you don't put them in situations like that or you don't treat them fairly at a young age, they're going to grow into adults who are not treating people fairly, cutting corners, uh, and using hazy methods to try to get by. So it starts at a young age. When you get somebody young uh, inside of your corporation or you get somebody young on a job and you see that they're a hard worker, you see that they're a good person, don't take advantage of them. You know, you know, harness that. You know, get behind it, support it, put them in some different types of trainings, but put them in a position to where that these young people can succeed. But also, your example as an adult, as a mentor, uh, has to be uh, consistent with what you're trying to tell them to do. So if you're sitting there telling them, "Oh, come to work on time," but you're coming in consistently late. Or, you know, you're not upholding the standards in which you're trying to preach around your company. Don't be surprised when you see young people, not young people, older people around the corporation or around the company, around the job, doing whatever that they want to do. So in a nutshell, again, it starts with getting them young and setting the foundation and being that example that you want them to be, to, to exemplify. And so basically what I'm hearing here is if you hired them, you felt strongly enough about their abilities to hire them, then you should allow them to exemplify those abilities and uh, sort of facilitate their learning and growing within the corporation or within the company itself, right? What I'm saying is allow them to make the same <laughs> mistakes you would make as an adult on the job. So you as an adult, there's there's days you go to work and you have bad you have bad days on the job. Some days you don't feel like being there. Some days you're tired. Some days you want to go home early. We gotta like we have to allow these kids those types of things that we're doing as adults, but at the same time teaching them the the accountability issues like hey man you know if you call in too much they're gonna fire you. You know if you uh, trying to go home so much you know. They may cut your hours. This may happen. So, you know, you have to tell them the realness, the flip side to everything, too, and not just get on them when things are bad and then got your hand out as a parent when they get paid. And so the kids going to watch whatever the adults do. And they have all types of studies that, that can prove exactly what I'm saying. The kids are going to watch what the adults do. And if the adults live in a certain type of way, but they're talking another type of way, your kids are going to go the way that they see you are most influenced by. And if it's most influenced by calling in, coming coming home, complaining about your job, talking about quitting, and they seeing you work from job to job to job to job and not nowhere steady, and, 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 and you don't know any, anything about steadiness, how are you, as a parent or any adult, going to instill those those good working values on young people. So again, it goes back to how you as an adult is carrying yourself. 
the message is going to get felt. And so you got to exemplify what you're trying to testify. And so, you know, with, with young people, again, they're going to watch you. They're going to see what you're doing. And if they see you doing something crazy, nine times out of ten, they'll probably do it. So you're saying that these foundations that are set as kids they grow into young professionals with what they've seen their parents do. And so basically we need to be patient with them and be able to really mentor them in the workplace as they're entering the work, the workplace as young adults mm -hmm. to, to give them the skills. And I really like what you said about accountability um, so that they understand what the rules are, what happens when they don't follow the rules and then, you know, kind of mentor them into just being a, a, a professional that can grow and develop either within that company or whatever company that they go to. So I really I really like that, like what you were saying. So I'm I hope that this is helpful to you guys out there as uh, leaders of your organization. Um, those of you that are young professionals take heed to this in terms of how you're showing up at work and the things that you're doing. Um, social media plays a huge part in our young professionals' lives. And so can you really speak on how that could maybe pose a problem in the workplace and what we can do to mitigate that? Do we need to have social media policies at work or what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think <clears throat> social media should um, be used responsibly. I feel like... If you're at work and that policy is not in place for you to be able to be on your phone and be on social media, you shouldn't be doing it because somebody's paying you to do something else, not be on social media. So you should first respect the person that's employing you. Now, if you're self-employed, do whatever you want to do. You know, you make your money and stuff like that. But even if you're self-employed, if you have places where you have customers in your service industry, like a realtor, your barber, things that require human-human contact. If you're a barber supposed to be cutting somebody's hair and you're on Facebook, how are you getting haircuts done? If you're a realtor and you're, you know, you're supposed to be showing the customer, but you arguing with somebody on live, social media has got you. So there has to be some some type of regulation when it comes to social media and on the job. Social media has cost so many people their employment. And it's also gotten a lot of companies in trouble because people post from their workplace and, you know, have done some things, said some things while they're at work, and that company's gotten involved. So in the Suit Up program, we talk to the kids about social media responsibility and how your social media page can affect your employment. You know, if an employer has your resume or has your application and they go to your Facebook page or Instagram or Twitter and you got some crazy stuff on there, chances are they're going to file 13. You're not going to get employed, nor are you going to get a contract or whatever. So your social media, your social life uh, plays a huge part in your other lives, your personal life, your business life, uh, your other your other facets of your social life. 
So, yeah, we definitely got to be responsible and we got to be cognizant of the things that we post and the things that and the pages that we follow uh, because you may have an employer or somebody who may want to do business with you that may have an influence on whether or not they choose to choose to go with you or, or somebody else. Yeah, and <clears throat> social media has has caused a lot of conflict um, in the past with people posting during work hours and then the company being held liable for that because that's during work hours. Um, but the, the employee had no permission to be on social media. Um, and then I can remember a time where employers would actually look at your social media to decide whether or not they want to hire you. It's not so much in practice anymore. I don't know if there are laws in place for that now either, but I know when social media was just coming around, like when you and I were first entering the workforce back in the early 2000s, you know, people were looking at your social media page and making employment decisions based off of that. So definitely as young professionals, you guys have to be mindful of that in terms of um, how you're showing up on social media because it can certainly affect your job and your your place of employment. So I think that's a great stopping point for us in terms of all the things that we have covered today. And I'm so excited, babe, that you came on to talk to us today. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, I appreciate you bringing me on and I'm glad I was able to share some type of knowledge and insight on uh, what I do and things that I know about the youth. So I really appreciate it. Well, tell everybody how they can connect with you. Uh, first, you can go to my website. Uh, you can go to our website, www.suituptheworld.com, and you can log on. Uh, we are partners uh, with this workforce development up in San Antonio. They're doing great things. Uh, we help people get jobs. We help people with resume writing and all types of things. Uh, you can connect with us at on Facebook. Uh, it's at Facebook slash uh, SuitUpUSA. Also, suit up the world on Instagram, and also you can see me on LinkedIn, uh, Walter Perry at LinkedIn. And if you want to contact us or be a part of the the suit up program, you can call me direct at two one zero six two zero one five six six. And you can leave. Uh, you can also contact my email and leave a message uh, at wperry at suituptheworld.com. That's wperry at suituptheworld.com. And thank you again, Spring, for this wonderful opportunity. And I'm really, really, really glad that I was able to come on. And I hope that I was able to shed some light on anything that was said today. Absolutely. And guys, I will have these um, resources and this information on the Spring Forward website. So if you missed any of that or you um, need help with getting in touch with Mr. Perry, it will all be on the Spring Forward website. So thanks so much, guys. Thanks for listening to the Spring Forward Podcast. I hope you were able to capture some of the gems that were dropped and are excited to start using the information to help your business spring forward into excellence. I would love to hear some of your biggest takeaways from this episode. So connect with me on LinkedIn or Facebook or tag me on Instagram at springy underscore springtime. And don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. And if you'd like to learn more about how we can work together, 
visit the website at timetospringforward.org. That's T-I-M-E-T-O-S-P-R-I-N-G-F-O-R-W-A-R-D.org. And until next time on the Spring Forward Podcast.